there's a little frog <laughs> that was born in the bottom of a well in a field, a small circular well. And he and his family lived there and he was just content playing in the water in this well. You can just see, he's doing a high four. <laughs> he's happy. Swimming around, playing with his brothers and his cousins. And then one day, he looked up and he saw a light at the top of the well. He'd never seen it before. He'd just been happy playing in the well. And this little frog became very curious. He thought, what's up there? So this little frog, he began to climb up the, the sides of the well right to the top, just made it, got those four little things up, and he pulled himself up and looked over very curiously. And he couldn't believe his eyes. He'd never, ever seen anything like it. He saw a pond, and this was a ginormous pond. It was a thousand times bigger than this little pool in the bottom as well. And he couldn't believe it. He pulled himself up and he went up over and he was amazed. And he played there all day and all night. And the next day he thought, I'm going to wander off. And he wandered off. And later that day, he came across something he just couldn't believe that was a thousand times bigger than the pond, that was a thousand times bigger than the well. And it was this massive lake. And he was dumbfounded. And he said, I thought, in my mind, everything was about this, this well. And everybody's still down there. And then I went to this pond. And now I've come to this lake. And his mind was just sort of being stretched and beyond imagination. He was shocked beyond measure. And he began to... I think I've got to explore, I've got to go. And he went on for days. He just hopped and hopped and hopped. And he went on for days and he came to something he'd never seen before. It wasn't a pond, it wasn't a lake, it was the ocean. And everywhere he looked, everywhere he looked, he just saw water. He couldn't believe what he'd seen. His mind was stretched uh, beyond measure. And our little friend here began to understand uh, how limited his thinking had been when he was back in the well, because he thought that was all there was. He thought that was the extent of, of life, the extent of enjoyment, but it was but a drop in the bucket. And our understanding of God's love is today, if we combine all of our experience of God's love is but a drop in the bucket. We think we've experienced God's love, and we have. And it's a great drop, but it's but a drop in the bucket. We're doing a series on Romans, and this is the third one on Romans 12. It says... Therefore, I urge you, brothers, in view of God's mercy. 
in view of God's mercy. And, you know, it may be today we're enjoying, happily enjoying being in the well, but there's more. There's more. There's more for us in our marriages. There's more for us in our singleness. There's more for us in our work. There's more for in our finance. There's more for in our health. There's more for us in our eternity. And there's more for City Hope. And today let's stretch our minds in view of God's mercy. Because it goes on and it says, Therefore I urge you, brothers, in view of God's mercy, to offer your bodies. I surrender. Offer your bodies as living sacrifices, holy and pleasing to God. This is your spiritual act of worship. Do not conform any longer to the pattern of this world, which is well thinking, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is, his good and pleasing, perfect will. When Vlado was speaking, he, the other week he said, you know, what are your aspirations? And um, uh, several people said fantastic things. And, uh, you know, I was scrabbling around thinking, you know, what are my aspirations? But I, I pondered that a little bit further and God just dropped into my mind that he wants City Hope to be a prophetic people. Uh, and I always, when people talk about prophetic people, I what are you talking about? I, I don't always understand when people talk about it. But to me, it's not a word I would generally, phrase I would use. Other people do it with great authority and I, I try to get my head around what does that mean. But what it means is by the way we live, by the relationships we have, by the love we express to one another, we will declare God's love, God's grace, God's justice, God's wisdom and the glory of Jesus to our area just by being who we are, which is God's people. Amen. That we will, by being who we are, by being knitted together, we will declare, because that's what prophecy is, we will declare the very truth of God to this area of London that we live in, the localities we want to reach, the wider city and beyond and it will be our spiritual act of worship we're talking about being a spiritual act of worship and uh, part of our worship is being God's people being joined together and Chris spoke last week in Romans 12 about the body saying this is one of the metaphors of uh, the the uh, the church of God, is we're like a body. And where's Rogerio? How's your hand this week? No, I meant the other one. Even better, yeah, great. <coughs> Several years ago, uh, when this thing was being built, I used to drive along. I, I drove along pretty much every day watching it being built, uh, being excavated, and as um, 
I drove along uh, and saw it being excavated and the foundations uh, being built. Um, and then seeing this core going up, right? Just amazing big core concrete thing being built. I just felt, and I don't get these things very often. <laughs> I felt, again, a move from God. God speak to me. That City Hope's going to be like that. City Hope's going to be like that. We're going to have an impact. We're going to have an impact in this area. And as that was being built, I then began to see this going up. And I was just watching it. Day after day going up, these floors being put in. And something very specific uh, in the, the word that came to me was that we were putting in the floors together. And I actually saw some of you guys literally in the floors, putting in the floors together as this, the, the core had gone up and the floors were being put in. And uh, that we uh, would begin be like that. And then beyond that, uh, I saw that it had gone beyond a, a sort of a, a physical building because I saw going coming up from uh, the wide and deep foundations, roots, multicolored roots, like elect big electrical wires coming in from all the way up and coming right up into the building and making what is an, an inanimate building come alive by the Spirit of God. And that's my vision. That's our vision. You may express it in different ways. You'll have different ways. But that's what God's vision is for us to declare Jesus in this area. That we will be a people who will declare the mercy of God. The kindness of God. And we're far from finished and I want us to think particularly as about putting in those floors together, that we're doing it together, what God would want to say to us uh, today. Because you know what? Uh, if you put in those floors, you, you know, those guys were doing I, I've met, I, I do quite a lot of work with construction companies, people who built the Gherkin and Heron Tower. I, I've met the, pro, you know, spent the project directors. I, I know, a, I don't personally uh, know much about construction, but I know a lot of people in construction, and I know how they, you know, the the programs they have to put in, and the efficiencies that they have to make, and those guys, you know, the working conditions after working, they have to be really efficient and effective. Um, but you know what? We ha we've got to be efficient and effective. But that's not enough. That's not enough, because if we just build something, that's not enough. It's how we build it that is going to be absolutely define who we are. Uh, because we're not just going to build it efficiently. We're going to build it uh, not just together, but we're going to build it loving one another. Amen. And it's by the fact that we love one another that we will demonstrate who Jesus is. Jesus said that himself. He said this in John. He says, by this, everyone... Everyone will know that you are my disciples if you love one another. And I, the amazing thing here is, I, I look around here and I see it. I see 
fantastic examples of people loving one another. And I have been the recipient over many, many years of love from folk in this church. And my family have been recipients. We are beneficiaries of your love. And we're beneficiaries of each other's love. And so in many ways, God, uh, you know, as I just look at City Hope, I just think, praise God, what he has done and is doing. But you know what? It's but a drop in the bucket. There's more. There's more, and God would encourage us that there's more today uh, for us. Uh, more that God wants to do among us. And I, I was almost talking to, I was talking to Jackie about your sort of examples, and I, I started thinking about individuals. I was thinking, Brenda Rogers. You know, Brenda, you know, most people, a lot of people won't know Brenda, like, unless they know Brenda, of course. Um, but, you know, people like Brenda. Do, do, you know, it, is it doesn't come out the front, but boy, do I see God's love. And, and I see, you know, it all the way through here, I can look at lots of different people expressing God's love, and I just give thanks to God. So as we put in the floors together, uh, we will show that others that we are the disciples of Jesus if we love one another. And it's interesting, this is as we love one another, because I also see amazing demonstrations of people loving others outside of here. People who actually, uh, in, in human terms, don't deserve love, and yet, time and time again, people are giving sacrificially and investing in other people's lives to do them good. But first and foremost, it says you gotta love one another. It says, love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your mind and all your spirit, Love your neighbor as yourself. And there's a bit of, we're going to love ourselves. So that we can love our neighbor. Because actually, if we try to do one without the other, one, if we don't love ourselves and love each other, it's very difficult to show that, to demonstrate God's love outside. Now, these things happen concurrently. That means they happen all at the same time. Say, so, oh, well, actually, I'll stop loving it outside. I'll start loving ourselves first. No, it happens concurrently. It happens all at the same time. Yeah. It's a circular thing. So don't you think, well, you know, that's great. I don't have to do fab this week. I won't have to do food back. No, uh, we do all those things. But actually, we love one another. And I just um, amazing. But as that building is, it gets messy. And messy things happen. And messy things happen at City Hope. Messy things happen in everybody's life. And we know messy stuff happens, and messy stuff happens all the time because we're part of the building. You know, don't worry. Messy stuff happens. God helps us. We're still building. We don't stop because it gets messy. We just work with it. And we turn to God. What does it mean to love one another in practice? So just shout out a few things. Practically, what does that mean to love one another? How do we love one another in practice? A few people shout out. Spending what it, time with one another. Go again. Spending time. Time with one another. Thank you for the man in the cheap seats. If someone's got a need. <laughs> Sorry? If someone has need, we try and fulfill it. If somebody's got a need, we try to fulfill it. Time. If somebody's got a need, we try to fulfill it. Yes. 
Treat others as we want to be treated. Thank you. Forgiving one another. Yeah. Encouraging one another. Cook. Fantastic. Book that lady. Pray for one another. Listen to one another. Be nice to one another. Be compassionate to one another. Be mates and friends with one another. Caring for each other. Go again. Thank you. Appreciate one another. Thank you very much. That was appreciating. Accepting one another, we're all work in progress. Don't be too harsh on one another. Defend one another. Defend one another. Terrific. One more. Be honest. Protect each other. Thank you. It's interesting, lots of different ways. Uh, there's a thing called uh, five love languages. Some of you will have heard of this, some of you won't. But it's basically somebody who's written a book uh, explaining that we often will love in a particular way. Uh, some people will like to offer words of affirmation. They will want to appreciate one another. Other people want to have acts of service because they just, they just want to demonstrate it and show that they, they love somebody. Other people want to give gifts, give money. We have been recipient. Early in our married life, we uh, struggled financially hugely. I remember Jackie's bike, she was nursing, seven months pregnant, and somebody, uh, she was nursing St. Thomas's, somebody whipped her bike. That was her only mode of transport, because you just couldn't get from here to Thomas any other way. There were no tube lines from here. Uh, and somebody gave 60, uh, well, no, actually, they just got us a new bike, didn't they? Or was it, they, paid, they paid for a new bike. And we didn't know who it was, just came through the, uh, through the door. Another time, uh, we'd had our, uh, German Road, we had presents stolen out of car, Christmas presents. We didn't actually have any money for any of the Christmas presents. Somebody else gave us money. They didn't know about it. I tell you, and at that stage, people didn't have a lot. And we were beneficiaries. So people give gifts. Quality of time, Marlon said, giving time to one another. Uh, hugging one another, touching one another, just supporting one another. Uh, the, sort of the, the physical touch, we express love in different ways. So, you know, and we'll express it differently. And those of you in married, you know, often one of the troubles <laughs> when we get married is we think it's going to be absolutely straightforward. It isn't, because often we marry opposites. We opposites attract uh, we're magnetized to somebody who's different to us, but they actually like to be loved very differently. You know, they may want words of affirmation, and you're just trying to do stuff for them all the time. All they want to be doing is say, hey, I love you, and thank you. Uh, some of them, you're, uh, given, uh, you know, you're, you're uh, giving them lots of presents and everything else, and all they want is a bit of time. And it takes a lifetime, and I can tell you. <laughs> and I'll eventually, I'll eventually write a book on it. But it won't before I'm dead. <laughs> it's, it's, it's part of the challenge. And it's, you know, if it's tough in a married life, how do you expect it in a church? You know, we're trying our best, but it just doesn't go right. That means we just 
what, what did you say, Sharon? We just e be easy with one another. Forget what you yeah, said. I'm working on it. Yeah, working on it. Because we just have to, you know, we're trying. And sometimes we can just be a bit harsh with one another. But, you know, we are a relational church and God wants us to go beyond our, 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 our well. He wants to go beyond our pond. There's much, much more. And there's a bunch of things that will help us to build relationships and express love. And there's some stuff that gets in the way. And I just thought it would be useful to talk around some of the stuff that gets in the way when we're trying to do this, but putting these, wall, uh, these floors in together and doing it in love. Um, and stuff gets in the way. Let's just, just think around some of the stuff that gets in the way. Well, one of the stuff that gets in the way is that I can just be consumed with my life. You know, life's busy. It's tough. You know, it, it, you know it, it's full. And I, the, the, one of the dangers, uh, we can, so I can get consumed with what's, what's on my agenda um, and on, 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 on ourselves. And when we look at the gospel, it begins to say, yeah, let's look out. Love one another. Love your neighbor as you love yourself. Sometimes uh, we can have hard hearts and frozen minds. Stuff's gone wrong. Things have uh, been tough and you've had to put on a thick skin to cope. And the trouble is with thick skin, it needs more thick skin to go on the top uh, to cope with that and then more thick skin. All of a sudden, it becomes uh, very hard and the Bible talks about hardness of heart. It doesn't talk about frozen of mind, but uh, the principle's the same. Frozen of mind is thinking, I'm just in the well, there's nothing more. Nothing more beyond this. No, there's no possibilities. In God, there's possibilities. There's endless possibilities. And someone always just needs softening up. Well, that's not a process that goes on. Sometimes you have to go to God and say, Lord, soften my heart again. Soften my heart again. And you may have a soft heart to some people and a hard heart to others. So we've got a funny old heart that's both hard and soft. And we need to be soft-hearted to one another. Personality differences. You know, things are just, you know, we're wired differently. We tick differently. We think differently. We see things so differently. We express things differently. The glory of City of Hope isn't just that we have many people from many nations, many people from many walks of life, uh, many people uh, from many socio-economic backgrounds. That's fantastic. We also have the full panoply of personalities. And some we may not like. Because sometimes, some personalities are a bit harder. You know, like attracts like sometimes. Thank you. <laughs> this sermon has been promoted just to get that response from Marlon. To do it publicly I thought was a bit boastful, but thank you. And we do have to, going back to what Sharon said, we're just going to be a bit easy with one another. And sometimes we're just going to stretch out and help me to understand. And one of the things, sometimes we think, I do understand. No, we say, help me to understand. Or, 
Paul, how am I to understand? Oh, no, more than like, Denise, how am I to understand Paul? How, how did you two get on? <laughs> but that's part, of, and that's part of the glory of, of God. When Jesus died on the cross, he, the, 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 veil, the, you know, the veil was split. We could go into God's presence, but also the dividing wall uh, that, that splits people up was wiped away. There, there are no walls in God's kingdom. That makes it difficult. That makes it messy. That means we have to work at it. Yeah. Misunderstanding. I was in a, a meeting, a business meeting, uh, last month, and we were looking at a slide, and we were just going whizzing through these slides, this presentation, it's fantastic. And it, on this slide it said ideal, I-D-E-A-L. And one of the guys said, oh, it's got a title up there, it says ideal, and then in the middle of the slide it got ideal. And one of the guys said, oh, the, the I and the D just look like they're too far apart. Uh, and uh, it looks like ideal, rather than ideal. No, it doesn't. No, 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 it, do, it, it does. No, it doesn't. And this went on for 20 minutes. I mean, this is good people, smart people. It went on for 20 minutes. Uh, and it got a bit, you know, these are good people. And it got really heated. I, I promise you, I was, this is not ideal. The week later, somebody mailed the other person. And he said, ah, I thought you were talking about the ideal up there, not the one down here. Because I can see the I and the D are a bit too far apart. And it looks like ideal. But I thought you were talking about that one. How often that happens? We're talking about the same thing, but we're talking about something completely different. We're, uh, and, uh, you know, and these honestly are lovely, lovely people uh, and smart people. So that's going to happen all the time where we misunderstand one another. Then also sin gets in the way. Sin gets away in my life. And there's two types of sin, according to the Book of Common Prayer, which we are uh, aficionados of. Um, and it talks about sins of commission, stuff that I do, I commit, and sins of omission. Stuff that I do, oh, I'm sorry I did that, and I, I'm sorry. But there are sins of omission, because you know what, I'll just ignore Paul. I'll ignore him. I don't like his personality. You've been talking to my wife. Yeah. <laughs> and I don't like the way he treats his wife. <laughs> uh, for those listening, <laughs> um, so, uh, you know, we can ignore one another. And the, the, we, one of the dangers is there can be sins of omission. Things I don't do that I should do. So we need to, you know, as we're looking to love one another, let's be aware each of these things can be blockers to our relationships, being consumed by my own life, hard hearts and frozen minds, personality differences, misunderstandings, pure, simple misunderstandings, or actually sin that gets in the way. The good news is that the list of enablers is so much longer. Paul had just done that for us so superbly in worship today to say, you know, he just said what he had difficulty with. And he says, Lord, I give it to you. I repent of that. 
He says, Lord, please forgive me. And sometimes you have to go up to one another and say, I'm really sorry, please forgive me. And then he went on and said, and you'd be filled with the Holy Spirit. It was a perfect thing that we just present things to God, we say we're sorry, we ask for his forgiveness, and we receive his spirit. That is just the normal Christian life on a daily basis, a daily basis. But we should do that with one another as well. When things are wrong, we need to be able to go out and say, I'm ever so sorry. I let you down there. I didn't defend you there. I said something I shouldn't have said. I said it in a way. Uh, the prayer meeting, <laughs> this is crazy. You know the prayer meeting? I went uh, three o'clock in the morning, two o'clock in the morning. I woke up to go to the prayer meeting. The alarm went at 1.30. And I'd sent a mail, not to somebody in this church, but to a brother. And I sent the mail. And I said, you know what, I, as soon as I got the prayer meeting, I texted this brother, I didn't wake him up, and said, I'm sorry, I sent that mail not with good grace. I'm sending exactly the same mail, but with uh, praying for you and for the best for you. I, ju- I couldn't go to the prayer meeting because God convicted me. And I sent the same mail. But that wasn't me, don't thank me, that's the Holy Spirit saying, John, you can't go to the prayer meeting doing that. And nobody would have known, but we've got to be receptive to the Holy Spirit speaking to us. We need to, Dave Dave, uh, Mellis said this, we had a a really excellent camp uh, uh, last week just with the guys, and it was great. Uh, And it's doing stuff together, you know, doing stuff together. When you do stuff together, love covers a multitude of sins. Mateship in a sort of friendship sort of way. Um, I, the word in Greek is storge. Uh, C.S. Lewis says there's four different types of, of um, love. He talks about agape, which is God's love. But storge is, is affection for one another. It's friendship. It's just the most natural mateship type thing. And we need mateship. And sometimes, actually we do really well here. We do it really well, but we could do it so much better. Let's do stuff together because then love covers a multitude of sins. Pray each day. Don't drift, but stay close to God. Husbands, if you want to love your wives, you know the best thing you can do? is pray to God. Pray to God. Stay close to God because I tell you, your wife will appreciate you staying close to God. Jackie, I know when I'm uh, you know, spending time with God, she really appreciates it. Uh, and uh, if I'm not, she doesn't appreciate it. So the best thing, stay close to God because then we're going to be open. Worship together. We do that superbly. We're probably well into the pond here. You know, we're into ponds here. It's thousands. But we're so much more. We can get into the lake and get into the ocean. Reach out to others and do it together. Do stuff together. I mean, it's happening. I mean, it's just happening. But Lord, do more of what, what's been happening, of reaching out to others. Ask for help. Sometimes we say, oh, I can't ask for help. I look a bit stupid. I, I'm supposed to be mature or whatever. No, ask for help. Because that's part of being in the same boat. When, the, when you're in the same boat, then we need to help one another. Don't give up. Don't give up on yourself. Don't give up on your, uh, on your marriage. Don't give up on your friendship. Don't give up on each other. Because God 
didn't give up on us. Take in the view of God's mercy. Just sometimes, just take it in. Whatever, it, whatever floats your boat about understanding God, if it means going out uh, and looking at nature, the stars or whatever it is, whatever, it, uh, go and get a view of God's mercy. Encourage one another with the extent of God's mercy. Stretch our minds about what is possible because often we are become constrained and restricted. Let's have our minds restricted, uh, extended and, and stretched because then faith can follow. Because we believe that God can do more. Um, above and beyond what we can imagine. And God wants us as we build this church as we grow and reach out to glorify Jesus, as we put those flaws in together, as we demonstrate our love for one another and demonstrate that we're disciples and followers of Jesus, faith should increase. Amen. 